Hello, and welcome back to Bites of History with Irene Walton. I'm your host, Irene Walton. Have you ever wondered how it made it to your table? Have you ever wondered how it made it to your shelf? If you love food, then this is the show for you. Bites of History with Irene. Today, the weird little bit of food history that we're going to be talking about is 10 cent beer night. If you have never heard of this before, I would not be surprised. I heard of it on, I think it was a Stuff You Should Know episode of a podcast like a year ago. But when I was doing my research to do it, I saw that episode and I was like, oh my God, they have a Stuff You Should Know about this. Like, I love them. Can't wait to listen. And it was like, oh, resume, you know, at the last 20 seconds, like clearly I had listened to it before. So anyway, I've been interested in this little bit of history for quite some time now. Speaking of my resources for the research of this episode, we are going to say a big thank you to the Stuff You Should Know podcast, pretty much as always. Um, BleacherReport.com, Wikipedia.com, Wikipedia.org. Thank you. They earned a .org. I got to respect that. FanReport.com and Weird History, uh, the Weird History YouTube channel. And I love that there are so many of us, just like a bunch of YouTube channels and podcasts and stuff that are like, here's something weird that you probably don't need to know, but is interesting. So there you go. So thank you so much. Thank you so much as always to my sweet patrons. We actually just had a live stream this morning. And if you guys are interested in joining those Patreon live streams, you can check out my Patreon at patreon.com slash Irene Walton. That is a really wonderful, very thoughtful and generous way to support this podcast. Also, thank you to Sam. Thank you so much, Sam. She sponsored today's episode by buying my little coffee that I buy when I research these, you know, I feel like I can't think of another word for episode, but I just said that like seven times. Thank you so much, Sam, for the coffee. Uh, If you would like to sponsor an episode, you can Venmo me at Venmo uh, or on Venmo at Irene-Walton, I think it is. It'll be right there on the screen. So thank you so much to Sam. Thank you to my resources. Thank you to my patrons. And thank you to this crazy event in history where nobody died, so everything is fine. Some people did get hurt, but we'll get to that later. I do want to note right up at the top that um, at the time of this event, which was back in the 70s, uh, we're going to be talking about a baseball thing. Um The team that we're going to be talking about, they were called the Cleveland Indians. They have since changed their name to the Cleveland Guardians. I'll probably be referencing them just as Cleveland and Texas, the the Texas Rangers, who's the team, the other team that they're playing in this situation. But just so you know, that was then. They have since changed their name. Good on them. Now, if you have heard of 10 Cent Beer Night, or if you haven't and you're just gleaning what it was by the title, it is probably exactly what you're thinking if you've never heard of it. It was a promotional night where the Cleveland baseball stadium was going to be having beers for 10 cents. You might be like, well, that It's a terrible idea. I'm sure that that day turned horrible, which is what we're going to be talking about. But the interesting thing is that that was a promotion they had done many times and a lot of different um, baseball fields had done it as well. So this wasn't like some one off terrible promotional marketing scheme. This had been proven to work really well in the past. But before we dive into everything that ensued that uh, summer evening, we first need to understand the state of affairs in Ohio at the time, which is where Cleveland is, in case you didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) That's one of the cities that I know uh, what state it's in. So Ohio at this time in the early 1970s, late 60s, 1950s, 
they had been in a really tough spot. A lot of their factories had been closing. Over 600 factories were closed and abandoned. So with these thousands and thousands of layoffs and over 600 factory closures, there was as stated, obviously, a lot of job loss, rising levels of poverty, a lot of drug use, and lots of violence. So Ohio was in a tricky spot. Cleveland was in a really tricky spot. And with these factory closures, they were then abandoned and there was a lot of pollution, so much so that the Cuyahoga River, the main river that runs through Cleveland, caught fire multiple times. And you're thinking, sorry, say that again, the river caught fire? Yes, the river caught fire. That's how polluted it was. It was like, you know, more chemicals than water at that point. So it was very flammable. It caught fire multiple times. Um, the Oh, I also listened to the Dollop podcast, but I didn't finish that one. But I did hear some of it. Apparently, it caught fire, like big fires, like five-story fires, more than five times. So things were scary. Cleveland was not the easiest place to live at that time. Very often when we are faced with tragedy or trauma or fear or insecurity, we like to lean towards things that we're comfortable with, that bring us comfort, that bring us joy. And a lot of the times, for a lot of people, that's sports. Might not be for me, but I know my dad loves sports. He's a big Yankee fan. You know, everybody has their team and it, it brings them joy when they win. It brings them sadness when they lose. And it's something that they can look forward to. Cleveland at the time, their baseball team, they had the Indians. Again, that was the name at the time. It was not going great for them. The Indians weren't doing very well and they were not turning out very high numbers at any of their games. Like they had a couple thousand people coming to every game. They weren't, which sounds like a lot of people, but when you think of a full baseball stadium, it's not that many. So what Cleveland needed to do to get more people in the seats was think of something that seemed interesting, something that would get more fans to come and, you know, boost that particular economy and bring some, you know, high spirits and better morale to the baseball games. So the Cleveland baseball franchise decided to bring back something they had tried before. And a few years back, they had done nickel beer night, which was, you know, five cents a nickel uh, for each cup of beer. Now, as time had gone on, they increased it to 10 cents, but they wanted to bring that back, have 10 cent beer night and see if that was what was going to bring the fans in. A little bit more backstory for this crazy event. The I really don't know how about baseball, <laughs> just not even calling it the right sport. I really don't know how like games in baseball work in terms of like who's playing who for how long and why and whatever. Whatever. But apparently there was a three game series that was happening between Cleveland and Texas. And they had the first game in Texas six days before this game that was going to be at um, Cleveland's home field in Cleveland. Now, this apparently this game, the first game apparently ended in a bench clearing brawl that was really, really bad. Cleveland was super pissed at Texas, uh, at the Texas Rangers, and they knew that when the Rangers were coming to their field in their town, oh my goodness, there was going to be, there was going to be something that happened. There was already animosity in there. There had been fights that broke out. Some of their players got hurt. So this was where we were starting with this already tumultuous time in Cleveland. Now there's been a fight. There's tensions that have risen for this next game. 
It is June 4th in 1974. It's a hot summer night. It's humid. It's sticky. But there's 10 cent beers all night long. That's it. There's one stipulation. The one stipulation is that you can only get six beers at a time, but there's no limit on how many times you can get those six beers. So people were just going up, getting their six beers, drinking them as they got back in line, getting another six beers. You know what I mean? Now, I also did the calculation, did the calculations. I plugged in four numbers into a website. Uh, I did the calculations, thank you very much, of what that pricing looks like. So 10 cents in 1974 is about 64 cents today. Now, compared to the 65 cent beers that they were previously selling, so that's like what their normal beer price was in 1974, that's like a $4.15 beer today, which is not super crazy. Like I know, um, I was just in Texas and for happy hour, we got a beer that was two fifty. Like that's not a crazy price for beer. Um, but when that is dramatically lessened, you know, everyone's very excited and they were stro beers. I'll try to find the logo for them right there, but it's S T R O H. That was the brand of beer that was being served. So now the stage is set. There's 10 cent beer nights. These, these promotions had happened many times before at different places, gone totally great. Everyone loved them. Nothing too crazy happened. But with the time and place and air in Cleveland, literally the, you know, a very unfortunately polluted air in Cleveland, um, but like the energy of Cleveland, it wasn't great. And there was already this animosity from the fight a couple days before. And now... There were 25,134 fans in these seats at the Cleveland Stadium. This is multiple, multiple, multiple times more than the uh, turnout they were used to seeing. So there were already a ton of people already super drunk. Now, I don't know if y'all have been to a baseball game. I've been to a couple. I love baseball games. But when you, you get there, you know, usually a little bit before it starts, you get a drink, you get some snacks, you go sit down, you find your seat, you hang out, it starts. So people are already drinking these 10 cent beers that there are, again, no limits to. Then Texas takes a five to one lead. Clevelanders are not excited about this. <laughs> these Cleveland fans are not very happy. I am going to list in what I believe is the order in which it happened, I don't I don't have any way of being certain of this, but I'm going to list just some of the crazy things that happened at this 10 cent beer night. So obviously injuries happen when playing baseball. It's a sport. It's not necessarily a contact sport, but, you know, balls get hit in the head or hit in the stomach or whatever. So, you know, I don't need to tell you how baseball works <laughs> or the injuries that in, can be incurred from it. But... One of the Cleveland batters hits the ball like a line drive directly into a Texan Rangers stomach. He doubles over onto his knees and every the crowd goes wild, but not because they're like, oh, my God, is this guy OK? Already at the top of the game, this crowd is like, hit him again, hit him again, harder, harder, wanting this, wanting them to like physically injure the other team. So it's not starting off too well. A woman rushed the field and flashed the whole stadium. She also tried to kiss the umpire. Then a fully nude man streaked onto the field and slid into second base. I would imagine getting very uh, dirty. I, I don't think that could have been a 
pleasant experience for him. After that, a father and son rushed the field and they mooned the entire stadium (laughs) from the outfield. So this is all in the first couple of innings. So this is like before the game's even really gotten going. And then a lot of people bought firecrackers for some reason. I don't know what I don't know why. It doesn't seem like at least in my research that that was a thing that many people did for baseball games. But apparently hundreds of people for this game bought firecrackers. And people reported that it gave the game like a warlike ambiance about it because of all the the pops and the cracks and the smoke and stuff from everything. And it was it's pretty apt that it was described that way. Now, Billy Martin, who was a notorious baseball manager, apparently he was really amazing at it, but he was really like rough and gruff and hard to deal with. He was the Texan Rangers manager at the time, and he started blowing kisses to the Cleveland audience, sort of like, yeah, keep it coming. We don't care what you've got coming our way. We're still going to win. Like, fuck you, blowing you kisses kind of vibe. Some of the people in the crowd started throwing those aforementioned firecrackers into the Rangers bullpen. Obviously, you know, scary. Don't love that. I'm sure it injured a little bit. I'm sure there were some problems. One of the Rangers first baseman, Mike Hangrove, was pelted with hot dogs and spat at and even had a gallon jug of wine thrown at his head. I don't think it hit, but it was thrown at him with, I'm sure, the intention to hit him. Um, So the the fans are really wilding out, these belligerently drunk Cleveland fans who are already upset, who are already dealing with really hard times, are just kind of going crazy. Now, since so much beer is being drank, it's not even worth it for the beer trucks to bring it up to the concession stands anymore. They tell the guests that they can just come straight to the truck and get beer from the truck. Now, try to imagine a full baseball stadium of people and a beer truck ready to have all the beer taken out of it. And all that's in front of it it, blocking the two are uh, two young teenage girls and one little table where they're supposed to be taking the money. Now, unfortunately for these girls, I'm sure they had a lot of mean things said to them. I'm sure they had a lot of experiences that they were not ready to deal with, didn't want to deal with. I get it. Um, And so they left. So basically, 10 cent beer night now becomes free beer night, more or less. I have a uh, I have a crazy feeling that these people were not, you know, leaving a dime every time they took a beer. Um, Maybe somewhere. Who knows? But now they're getting even more drunk and even more insane and even crazier things start to happen. Over the loudspeaker, one of the baseball announcers says, please stop littering. And of course, everyone throws all of their garbage onto the field. Now, you might think that at a certain point, this game was going to get stopped because it was so insane. Nobody knows what's happening. Nobody knows how to handle it. No, they're still playing the game. All of the trash in the whole stadium is being thrown in. It's insane. People are rushing the field and stealing the plates, like the 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 baseball, like, bases. Um, is it clear that I don't watch much baseball? <laughs> People are stealing the bases, of which have never been returned. So you just know for sure that somebody's granddad has this plate, like, framed over their fireplace and is like, well, that's from June 4th which I do think would actually be a very cool thing to see. Anyway, now you also might be thinking, well, where is the where's the order? Is nobody 
arresting these people? Is no, are there no cops? What's happening? There were 50 security guards for the whole stadium. For 25,000 people plus, there were 50 security guards. So that wasn't really being taken care of. Now, in the ninth inning, Cleveland ties the game 5-5 five to five with Texas. But... In one of these crazy events where people are rushing the field, a 19-year-old uh, Cleveland fan tries to steal the hat of one of the Texas players. When the Texas player tries to, like, you know, confront the fan and get the hat back, he trips. But Billy Martin, the manager who we I told you was kind of crazy, he mistakes this as the fans started to fight the the player. And so Billy Martin says to the Texan team, he goes, come on and bring your bats. So he's saying like, fuck this, we're fighting. They're going to fight us. We'll fight right back with bats. So then with that, the fans and Cleveland sees that Texas is coming out with bats ready to fight. So they all rush the field with bats also ready to fight. So there's this gigantic riot. It's like a huge street fight. An umpire gets hit in the head with a chair. There was blood. There It was a full on street fight. Cleveland fans trying to protect their team. Texans trying to, you know, protect themselves. It was this crazy, crazy event. Thankfully, nobody died. Although there were seven ER level injuries that had to be taken care of. Nine people got arrested. There were a total of 19 streakers and over 60,000 beers were consumed this evening. And it's one of those nights like, oh, Cleveland forfeited the game to Texas. So Texas technically won that game. And, you know, needless to say, 10 cent beer night uh, did not continue. So... (laughs) It was just one of these like crazy events in food history that thankfully was not as fatal or, you know, life altering as last week or uh, the Boston molasses flood episode. But yeah, I just thought that was crazy. And I thought it was something you guys might like learning about. So I hope that you did. Please, 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 please leave in the comments anything that a leave this in the comments. One. Anything you know about 10 Cent Beer Night in Cleveland would love to hear like, oh, my God, if you had a firsthand account, that'd be insane. Um, Two, let me know what you want to hear in the future. Let me know what kind of little food facts, food history moments uh, in our world you would like to learn about, because I would like to learn about them, too. And more importantly, tell you about it after. (laughs) Um, I hope you have the most wonderful day. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you again to my patrons. Thank you to you, my listeners. I am so, so grateful. I love you guys. I hope you have a wonderful day and I will talk to you soon. Goodbye. (laughs) 